Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Natter's Florida Island, it's always quieter during the week. Yep, they only paroled the teenagers in trucks at the weekend. It's been colder too, so it's a great time to get things done. We don't usually see any frost until the end of the year, or even the start of the new one. Me cabbages, collards and kales are frost-proof. Yeah, if anything, they taste better after a good old freeze. I'm only worried about me farm garden, though, where me late crop of sweet potatoes and tomatoes are always vulnerable. Add to that, I've got these greens called dinosaur kale. Yep, apparently so named because of their bumpy-looking skin. Anyway, while on the subject of otherwise extinct creatures, it's been an interesting week. Yep, for a start, as we got news five days ago that the dreaded M.I.L. or me mother-in-law Satan Troglodyte, the oldest low-budget non-CGI B-movie monster in the business. <laughs> She's been hospitalised in Mississippi after drinking toxic swamp water. Well, shooting her latest movie, you know, another shock horror. Look what they dredge from the murky swamp. <laughs> After analysing the bacteria and its hideous effects on what most normal humans would uh, experience, doctors reckon she was on her deathbed with perhaps 48 hours left here on Earth. Naturally, the wife, Elsie, wanted to go and see her before she became extinct like the other creatures. <laughs> of her ilk of course but uh, unfortunately there were no scheduled cargo flights from our local airport and I didn't have time to drive her anywhere else then out of the blue yesterday I answered the phone and got the bad news yep terrible to say the least the mother-in-law had finally oh dear fully recovered <laughs> And was returning to the set the following morning. Mm. Apparently, she'd already ingested far more dangerous swamp water, you know, during her long-winded career. She even reckons the best swamp water comes with its own vintage, like an aged wine. Oh well, rather her than me. <laughs> Elsie and her best buddy beyond it, that's beyond it, Brandy Shaw Washington, or BBW to her friends, been breaking the laws of physics again i mean me sofa's still standing up to their combined weight and that's getting closer to a physical impossibility rather than just a mathematical fact <laughs> add to that elsie's latest microwave has survived an entire month yep another dubious record indeed but uh, <laughs> what i seem to be saving on replacing the household items i lose on food purchases yeah they increase every week and it's what you'd call swings and roundabouts, yeah. Although, believe me, you'd never catch the wife, Elsie, or beyond it in a playground. Oh no, they'd break all the kids' favourite things, wouldn't they, by just looking at them? Yeah. 
The thing that's worrying me right now is only two words there banding around. Yep, Black Friday. Mm. A chance for them to scoop up bargains. Yep, more cash out the door, that is. Yep, added to that. There's always a crazy dash and crush at the local superstore, you know. And believe me, if Elsie and Beyond It show up first, there'll be more crushing than usual. <laughs> Unless, of course, they simply block the doors and stop anyone else getting inside. <laughs> Back to the farm and the highlight of the week was after old Nan, me mother, and gambling drinking fiend with her buddy, Toshiko Suzuki. That's, uh, you know, me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Nat's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Highness now 103-year-old grandmother. <laughs> yep, another long-lasting creature had decided to talk our mailman, Virgil, into a casino visit. Oh, dear. As you might recall, old Nan has taken a shine to our new mail carrier. The old crows now managed to score with the sprightly but stooping 64-year-old mailman. Last week, it was a Japanese delicacy and candlelit supper, after which Virgil managed to beat me in continent political commentator neighbor Rush's record. Yep, Virgil spent an entire four days on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, they had to sub out the sub mailman when they realised there was no room in the mail van for a portable potty. <laughs> yeah, anyway... The old crows persuaded the mailman to drive them to a casino in his minivan instead. Yeah, for some reason, the old crows didn't use the limo service, you know. I reckon it was, uh, you know, so the old card sharp sisters could slip into the casino without being noticed. After all, last time, the casino folks were ready to pay him to leave. <laughs> well... Their luck didn't look like it ever quit. Anyway, it was the first day trip where Virgil learnt about his new duties in life, yeah, as a mobile ashtray for old Nan, as well as a free taxi service for the two ancient birds. <laughs> they left early in the morning and returned at midnight. Yep, the witching hour. <laughs> Nan was up on her take after skimming the poker set and winning as always. Toshiko managed to sit it out this time and scrape by on the slots. Whilst Virgil, oh dear, he was out of pocket, yep, on gas, meals and his small wager. Yep, he made that one the moment Nan got into his van. <laughs> Added to that, <laughs> he returned in pain. Oh dear, well... Yep, pain after a minor incident in the casino lobby. It seemed odd after Nan had been reading this article about accidents in casinos and how they were always being sued by a bunch of folks for slips and falls. Virgil slipped and fell all right and naturally Nan is suing. Mm. She was straight on the phone to me lawyer brother Nelson Natter who immediately dodged the old crow and recommended some unfortunate Greenhorn attorney right here in Florida. <laughs> However, after thinking everything through, the question that crossed me mind was did he really slip or was he pushed? Uh, maybe even quietly tripped up by a metal termite proof walking stick. Oh dear. That was an ace I didn't expect to see up old Nan's equally slippery sleeve. <laughs> Anyway, 
think Killer Phidias Nightmares. I'm still having these really weird dreams. You know, they've returned with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nap. Never in bed, though. You know, this time, though, I was at my farm office desk. You know, not really comfortable, to say the least. I was looking at the grocery store website. Yep, <laughs> enough to put anyone to sleep pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, it's hardly a pleasant experience looking for essentials rather than luxuries, is it? <laughs> anyway, back to me dream. I was driving this comfortable performance car through the aisles of me local grocery store. Yep, <laughs> a tight squeeze, all right. Yep, <laughs> I could literally feel the pressure and potential for Grace paintwork. I end up regularly breathing in through the tight spots. Yeah, a nightmare it was. Especially with all those new obstacles, yeah, things that precariously hang from the shelves. Seasonal dump stacks, the usual impulse buy crap. And those so-called associates with super-sized cats collecting the shopping for the pickup customers. The weird thing was every time I had to stop, the steering on the car got lighter and lighter still. I couldn't understand it. At first I thought it was just the slippery floor under me tyres. I mean, it's hardly designed for a car, is it? Well, that was until I looked in my rearview mirror and saw Elsie following me in her usual battery-power-assisted Mark car. She was throwing all her standard groceries in the trunk behind me. The weight was so much, I felt it counterbalancing me lovely-sounding V12 engine. It was then I began to hear this voice, which overpowered everything else here, even the droning in-store Muzak. It said, I glanced over and there was nobody in me passenger seat. Weird. Then the voice was there again. And don't forget Ned, I need ten of them, and six of them. Are you listening, Ned? I woke with a nasty jolt. No classy steering wheel in my hand, but just a well-worn pink wireless mouse instead. Oh, yeah, and there was me worst nightmare. The wife standing next to me in my office telling me what to order from the store. Oh, dear. I should have never gone online to begin with, you know. I reckon Elsie can even smell food on the internet. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, me scruffy farman ding-dang is still paying a lot of attention to the wife's buddy beyond it. After all, you can hardly miss her, can you? (laughs) This week, they had their first serious argument. And worse still, it was right inside me farmhouse. See, beyond it's got used to having ding-dang visit her since her rain and hair chemical excuse of not visiting him. Believe me, Ding Dang didn't look good afterwards. I mean, it's the first time I've ever seen anyone, yep, even me farmhand, actually wearing a 16-inch pizza. (laughs) The argument started when Ding Dang forgot to order Beyond its favourite toppings. Mm, Yep, a fate worse than death. (laughs) The toppings he did order, though, 
ended up running down his face and neck. And he went home hungry with an empty pizza box. Yep, it was back to Bud in his pram for the night. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show. So here's Ding Dang's Southern Quote. I was so hungry I could eat the north end of a southbound goat. <laughs> oh dear, well, beyond it did deprive him of his supper. Well, at least 10% of it, you know, he'd have ended up with it after she'd put away her standard 90% unfair share. <laughs> I wonder if they'll still kiss her makeup soon, you know. The only problem, see, with that is if she's still hungry. She might bite his head off this time. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. My other part-time farmhands come campers, Quinton and Craiglet, have been harvesting while keeping their arch-enemy ding-dang at more than a hose length still. <laughs> but Quinton's part-time oil-painting artistic endeavours gave me a great idea. Yep, I decided to create an artist retreat right here on Two Minutes and Farm. And put old Quentin in charge of it. I mean, he loves art and is hopeless on the farm. He thinks harvesting is cutting a dozen cabbages a day whilst rattling on about the sunset and now he's going to paint something or someone new later on. <laughs> anyway, I'm advertising my new retreat right now and I hope it'll help out with me for me overheads here, you know. On the other hand, I wonder just who we'll end up with here on the farm once I get me first takers. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, next up, I am not mentioning Elsie, the wife's favourite subject food, of course, or private recipes and ideas for cooking. I just can't face any more revolting, swampy offerings. <laughs> so, from now onward, I've got a new segment for you, and it's called... Ned's sagacious moment. Hmm. I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think, and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning why people always like to pigeonhole other people. You know, the kind of thing, but... (laughs) I'm not just chatting about that row of boxes on government forms with race and stuff like that. Oh, no. I'm thinking more about how we expect a doctor, you know, to wear a clean white coat or a mechanic to wear, you know, an oily overall. (laughs) Yep. And a cop or firefighter to wear a neat uniform, which is all good. But when you start to think about it, we go further than that, don't we? We assume an artist should be having long hair, be a bit scruffy. A banker to wear a suit and be incredibly smart. Most folks couldn't even begin to imagine it any other way around. Well, unless the artist was actually lending money at very low interest rates, and not investing it, that is. <laughs> but it doesn't stop that, is it? We pigeonhole people when it comes to their capabilities. I mean, a firefighter could be a painter, couldn't he? But, uh, you know, he sees the most amazing colours in every fire. A doctor could also be a sculptor. You know, they see human form every day, don't they? And a farmer could even be a radio host. Mm. (laughs) Because all he is is endless gossip and complaints. (laughs) And of course, 
there's the wife, Elsie. You know, she used to be a weightlifter. Hang on, though. She still is, particularly when it comes to lifting herself out of me sofa. <laughs> and then there's me farmhands. Well, once they learn to be farmhands, we'll see if they're capable of anything else, shall we? <laughs> anyway, maybe next time you see your dentist, you think about what he said, and if he's wearing a pink and silver sparkling cardigan with a matching bowler hat and a huge gold dollar sign-shaped medallion around his neck. Yep, instead of his regular clean white coat. Take me advice. Don't pigeonhole him. Oh no, just run like hell. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Despite the colder nights, me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate, Nudist Swinger Old Fred's house is still the hottest venue in North Florida. For that, you know, unique swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Oh, sometimes I wish I didn't. <laughs> bring a bottle, bring your wife and potluck dishes for all for the all-night buffet. Fred gets to mingle with like-minded swingers and old Lonnie eats his way through mountains of free food and most of the time it keeps him going for an entire week. Add to that, it keeps him away from his favourite roadkill recipes. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled round, Fred told me this week's party theme was kinky camouflage. Oh dear. <laughs> Hardly original round here, but Fred reckons it was in honour of Veterans Day, so that was a nice patriarch thought too you know anyway after seeing fred's so-called army show up i was surprised to see what they actually make in camouflage material these days put it this way a camouflage thong is still not great for hunting for the military though it might work as a rather clever diversionary tactic (laughs) on the other hand around here the mosquitoes would have a bigger target area to attack Anyway, I headed home. <laughs> yeah, very quickly. Add to that drama, Fred still got me long lost relative and con man Skip Natter living at his place. Yep, and the camouflage suits him well. After all, with the amount of folks he's already ripped off this year so far, it's probably his only option right now. Yep, plenty of camouflage. <laughs> on the family front when she's not complaining about well just pick a subject and she complains me 95 year old rather old nan the miserable old crew herself has a little feature on the show yeah old nan remembers oh dear it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy <laughs> this time old nan remembers another one of our long lost relatives yep long lost for very good reason we got far too many hideous relatives anyway. It was a memory about me, Uncle Denzel Digger Death. <laughs> a scientist, yep, the only brain in the Death family. But just as eccentric, sea scientists are extremely rare in old Nan's family. Or put it this way, up there with rocking or shite and hens with fangs. <laughs> anyway, with a name like Death, they don't get that many opportunities anyway. I mean, would you go and visit Dr. Death? Or worse. Oh dear. Well, that's old Nan's maiden name, C. They say Diath to make it sound better, but I always call them the deaths. It makes everything clear and above board up front. 
Anyway, back to old Digger Death. You know, he worked for the government in a hush-house facility, you know, underground too. No, not a prison or dungeon. He was a kind of researcher in a top-secret weapons establishment. Mm. So secret, just about everyone in Nan's family knew all about it. (laughs) He started out fresh from university right back in the middle of the Second World War, yeah, a long time ago. Trouble was... They closed the place down in the late 50s, but old Digger, oh no, he carried on, day-to-day routine, and was discovered still working there, and drawing his salary 30 years later. (laughs) Yep, he was the only one there inside the decrepit old lab. Oh dear. But he'd already figured out, scientifically of course, that there'd be a second ice age by the year 2000. Of course, that never happened either. Unfortunately, Digger ended up underground a few years back. Well, it was the only way they could keep him down. Only this time, he was dead. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nedmatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of the road books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. (laughs) Okay then, I've ended up with one new book this time around, and it's called Self-Help Through Self-Flagellation by I Got Stung Jr. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) It's a book aimed at folks needing what the author calls a more rigorous guide to helping yourself away or more like out of all those typical bad habits that the author reckons are slowing everyone down. The book even comes with a free mini paddle, and I don't mean the kind you'd use for a canoe either. I know. This one's made in China out of durable, supposedly unbreakable plastic. This author's genuinely serious about self-flagellation as the only way to true self-help with habits and addictions particularly. You know, the sections describe its methods and include the following chapters. Beat alcohol, beat smoking, beat gambling and beat sex addiction. Yep, that's a lot of beating for one book. And apparently all of them need beating. Yep, literally entirely correct though when you think about it Uh, after all some folks consider beaten as part of their sex addiction oh well maybe didn't do the kind of research on the subject as far as i have (laughs) so at first i thought compost deep for the book but then i decided to give it to old nan after all there's a big section called short sharp shock way of quitting smoking (laughs) you know i even gave her the paddle (laughs) Only she asked me what happened to the bristles. Well, I suppose it does look a bit like a plastic airbrush handle. On the other hand, though, Grandma Tashiko is an expert in the field of torture and reckoned paddles were only for amateurs. Real torture, she reckoned, needs something more fierce. Yep, like her, for example, 
is called uh, One Look, That's All Principle. Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Germany and it's not a revolting foodie one. Either way, it does include some very unusual stuff. It's called the Plastinarium. Yep, it's a museum dedicated to the preservation of the human body. Mm. So I checked it out and although some folks might find it a bit weird... I was totally fascinated. You know, they've taken real human bodies and used a unique technique to plasticise them and keep them on display. But no, not not just boring old corpses either. Mm. They're on display in all kinds of positions, playing sports, running and everything else. It's truly amazing to see. You know, added to that, I did notice they're interested in body donations for future exhibits. Oh dear, I've got a list of them here on me farm but then I realise they have to be dead before they'll accept them for the museum oh well <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show I am every Wednesday but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com well now we're heading to England yep see I got a call from Nigel Ponce the arrogant old catfish faced gentleman farmer me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nednat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Bonds calling you from England. Your brother Buck has told me I'm a Monday morning quarterback. Yes. After I complained about him not ordering the animal feed on time last week. I don't know what he means. At one time, I had a quarter horse, but never a quarter back. He won't let me into his little secret Ethernet, so perhaps you can call me back and tell me what on earth he's talking about. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. It's as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. <laughs> Oh dear, what an horrifying thought. Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used phrases and words, and this time it's Monday morning quarterback. Nigel thinks Buck's deliberately confusing him. Yep, 
but confuses everyone he meets. Well, this is a weird expression anyway, Nigel. <laughs> it means a person who criticises or passes judgement after the event. So when you complain about his actions a few days later, he's decided it's too late to bother and you shouldn't say anything, Nigel. <laughs> I suppose it's what happens when rather than a quarterback, you employ someone with a quarter of a brain <laughs> to help out on your estate. Anyway, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel. Know. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nedmatter.com. I headed over to me incontinent political commentator neighbour of Russia's Stonewall Jackson fam to listen to the latest second-hand news from the Reuters Centre and all in small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Russia's always rushing off, poor old mucker. <laughs> Russia's focused on his private ideas and has forgotten all about the current democratic rhetoric. Unfortunately, though, our polyamorous Democrat ex-TV host neighbour, Jeremy Sprung, returned from California this week, and although he was quite happy there on the West Coast, he had to come back and check on his Florida ranch. He wanted to have some impact on his show because he says there's too much rush and not enough Sprung. <laughs> so, here to be balanced is Sprung's very temporary feature, Sprung's Behind Rush's Back segment. <laughs> Sprung reckons his folks are the only ones able to get the country back on track. And Rush's folks don't stand a chance. Oh dear. Fireworks, of course, Rush reckons the only way they're going to do that is by building new railroad tracks and using another trillion dollars of his tax money. (laughs) Anyway, in the meantime, he's bringing attention to his one-man efforts in getting in more GOP wins and votes for his nine-holes-to-victory event. Yeah, his golf thing. It's coming up after Thanksgiving, and Russia has 20 folks signed up now. (laughs) Before I can say anything else, his words tailed off, and he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Dear, Rush has always got to go. And flush. <laughs> but late that day, I was taken aback when I saw Rush again. Yep, being helpful and working on his private conversion through kindness initiative. This time, he'd stop by local gas station. Yep, Pashana's 24-7 gas and convenience store. Rush was pumping gas for Pashana Kondapinde's customers. <laughs> well, in between rushing to the restroom, that is. <laughs> Pashana has even given him his own key and it's not chained to the old £5 weight like the regular one. It all started when Pashana told Rush that half his customers were undecided voters. Oh dear. Trouble is now it's the only gas station locally that has an attendant at the pumps this week. (laughs) I just hope old Rush knows what he's doing. On the other hand, when Jeremy Sprung showed up in his brand new Porsche... Rush told him to get his own gas. Oh dear. (laughs) I don't know whether that's uh, technically discrimination. After all, Rush is only a volunteer, not a full-time employee. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi.
Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice has added to a pet chicken collection this week with a handful of Polish ones. Yeah, They have a bunch of feathers, you know, that sort of burst out the top of their heads. In fact, they look just like old Nan in the morning. <laughs> Only they aren't bad-tempered and haven't got burning cigarettes hanging from their beaks. <laughs> Alice has been busy with her tarot cards again too, but she's focused on what's in store for her, not me. Unfortunately, she wouldn't let me into the great secret either. I just hope it doesn't involve her leaving town. After all, she's my only contact with civilization these days. Even when her civility is mostly on the other side. <laughs> Add to that, Alice said I should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature around me and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Sponges have no brain. Yeah. <laughs> the one I use in my bath is definitely lacking one, as is the one I wipe down my tractor with, I can tell you. <laughs> and as you already know, here on the farm, there are quite a few things without brains. But of course, she's talking about the kind of sponges that live in the sea, which apparently might have the key to our brains and our nervous system actually started to evolve. Yep, interesting stuff, Alice. Anyway, as always, the coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. Right then, I got a call from Andreas in anger. <laughs> yep, it's an actual city in Germany. <laughs> be a great place for old Nan, actually. Andreas called me about a subject that just won't go away. Yep, flying vehicles again. Only this time, it's the startup company planning on flying electric taxis. Oh dear. <laughs> Yep, it just got worse, didn't it? They reckon flying taxis could solve the problems of block roads and poor public transport. So with all the streets blocked up, where are they going to land them? That's what gets me. <laughs> Add to that, they're talking about them being self-driving. All I can say is good luck programming the thing. I mean, how many times have you been virtually run off the road by a taxi driver, eh? It'd be a kind of artificially intelligent road hog, wouldn't it? Yep, a highly dangerous combination, I'd say. <laughs> when you go and hail the thing from down below, it's supposed to fly down and whisk you away. Oh, dear. <laughs> what if, like, six of them, you know, see you at the same time? Hmm? Yep, could get very messy, couldn't it? You know, this one's the worst to date. I think walking might be a lot safer. <laughs> My second item comes from Margie in Madison, and she's got a question for me. What do I think about all this recent chatter about insect farming for food? Oh dear, well Margie, here in Florida, we don't have to farm insects, you know. They just show up all year round. <laughs> but those are mostly the uninvited kind. Added to that, the protein values vary too much. Um, how do you decide if a mosquito is better for you empty 
or after it's sucked up a load of blood, eh? But I did read that a lot of insects do have very high protein levels and are cheap and easy to farm and of course better for the environment than other food production methods. I can't really decide much on the ethical side though, you know, the wife is better informed on insects. I mean, every time she yawns, she must swallow at least a dozen of them. <laughs> on the other hand, chirping crickets in huge numbers would drive me crazy. One or two in the house is bad enough, but as you know, I've already got four full-time chirpers right here under me roof already. Yep, human versions. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The dubious Coman agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, well, I'm looking through 50%'s latest offering, and I'm really not sure about this one at all. It might just be taking things too far. This is the kind of ad where I can picture a real-life ghastly possibility, something that might actually be coming to a city near you sooner than you might think. <laughs> anyway... So here goes. You're just going to love our unique opportunities to save big at your local cheaper than any other store, Cheapo Mart. We're sure you're going to lust over our discounts on everything we sell. We're not like a regular store with just a self-checkout option. Oh no, at Cheapo Mart we've gone much further than that. So let's start with our unique deal of the century. Yep. Don't just self-check out, come stack our shelves too. <laughs> For a 10% discount. Sweep between the aisles and get an amazing $2 off coupon. Fetch at least 50 carts from the parking lot and get a dollar off every purchase of our cheapo brand, Natural Spring Water. <laughs> We've got just the thing for your folks with free time on their hands and are looking to save money too. Why not visit our website today to learn more at cheapos.doityourselfcheaper.net. But wait, with every do-it-yourself shopping trip this week only, your local cheapo store manager has a limited supply of cheapos, t-shirts, yep, feel like part of the family in our unique bright white t-shirt with our proud logo. I'm not just cheap, I'm totally cheapo. That's right. They're absolutely free too. So don't delay. Check out our unique in-store deals today. Remember though, stack it and pack it yourself. That's the cheaper way to savings. <laughs> oh, you know, all I hear is ways of saving money. When all I want to do is save more time. I never got enough, yet it's far more valuable than any kind of money. Add to that, I want to keep all my family members out of the store to begin with. For one, Elsie would be a liability at that place so she'd eat more than she'd ever stack on the shelves for starters and be there 24 hours a day doing it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show and whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. And that's all me lovelies and on that note we better go. So until next time, remember farmers are getting older, some more than others. 
It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.